Navigating the travel world doesn't have to be complicated. Whether you want to hack your points and miles, figure out where to travel next, or you just need advice on an ethical dilemma. I'm Aislinn Green, host of Unpacked by Afar. And in the brand new season, we are unpacking the most captivating and challenging topics in the travel industry, one conversation at a time. Topics like the sexiness of travel insurance and the perils of quote unquote bad tourism, and even the secrets to flying with children and not losing your mind in the process. Listen to Unpacked by Afar wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Just a warning, this shout-out contains strong language. Today's shout-out goes out to legendary black cowboy John Ware. Now, I only learned of John Ware a couple of years ago, and before that, I had no idea that there were any black people on the prairies in the 1900s. Did you think you were the first one? Yes, I thought I was a real trailblazer. I thought it was just my family and this other guy I saw once in Edson eating a hamburger. But no... John Ware was one of the first, and he made an indelible impression on the prairies. I was just never taught about him. In 1845, John Ware was born into slavery on a cotton plantation in the American South. Not much is known about John's early life, but needless to say, being an enslaved black person in the southern United States meant a daily life filled with forced labor and brutality. When emancipation was declared, which meant the end of slavery, John left. At 18, he ended up in Texas and began working on a ranch, eventually becoming a steer herder. He lived a nomadic life while tending and moving cows through the plains to Montana. As John traveled across the country, he became friends with a cowboy named Bill Moody. It was Bill who asked John to join him driving 3,000 cattle across the border to Canada. When John saw Alberta's prairies and mountains, he said, If old Adam saw this, he'd want to sell the Garden of Eden. When John's feet touched the earth, he would be only the third black person to set foot in the region. Before him was a man by the name of William Bond, who was a whiskey trader, and before that was an unnamed person who was the servant of a police commissioner. John started working on a ranch, but eventually decided to work for himself and create a homestead near Sheep Creek on Treaty 7 territory. He quickly got a reputation for being fearless because he broke the most lively and wild horses. This was the beginning of the legend of John Ware. Stories included that he could stop a steer head on and wrestle it to the ground and easily lift small cows. Yeah, there's a lot of lore about him. And it just like you read some stories and they talk about how massive he was and that he could, you know, just kind of look a a wild horse in the eyes and, and it would like fall to and its it would knees. Like, so yeah. who knows? We don't really know what's true and what is now legend, but he was definitely larger than life. I'll take the legend. Yeah. He was written about in the Fort McLeod Gazette. John is not only one of the best-natured and most obliging fellows in the country, but he is one of the shrewdest cowmen. And the man is considered pretty lucky who has him to look after his interests. There is not a horse running on the prairie, which John cannot ride. But as we know... History is complicated. It is. It is. He is a hugely admired person, you can tell, throughout history. But as admired as John was, his nickname in those parts was, and I'm going to use a word that some will find offensive, but it's necessary for this story. The nickname people used to call him was John. In fact, near Calgary, there was a ridge named after him, and they called it John Ridge. 
This was not an isolated quote-unquote tribute. There are dozens of waterways, lakes, and creeks all over Canada that had the N-word or coon in their names. That's right. The name was changed to John Ware Ridge in 1970. 1970. That's late. That's a bit late, Canada. And he would go on to have several other places named after him happily without the N-word. There's a Mount Ware. There's a Ware Creek. There's John Ware Junior High School and the John Ware Building. By 1891, John met a black family, the Lewises in Calgary. He and the Lewises' eldest daughter, Mildred, fell in love and were married by Christmas. John and Mildred would live on their ranch and have five children together. By 1905, the Wares faced hardship. Their home was washed away after the Red Deer River flooded. They moved beside what is now known as Ware Creek, but that winter was brutal and Mildred became ill. She got typhus and pneumonia. John did everything he could for her, including riding seven hours through a blizzard to get medicine, but it was too late. Mildred passed away. Not five months later, as he was riding, his horse tripped in a badger hole and fell on top of him. He died instantly. At the time, his funeral was the largest that Calgary had ever seen. In 2012, Canada Post issued a commemorative stamp of John to recognize his legacy not only as one of the first black cowboys in Canada, but as someone who blazed a trail as a horseman and rancher. That's how I found out about him, from the stamp. So shout out to John Ware. And shout out to Canada Post for making that stamp. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.